episode 11.5, if you've come this far, this is a bonus episode. No rules, no holds barred. Billy and I, shirtless, mud wrestling, cage fighting. Um, what else? Yeah, you can stop there. You're listening to Roadie, the Billy and Ben podcast. Uh, we are back in the saddle again, and uh, we have a lot to talk about in this show. Uh, we're calling it 5.0, like we're half as a uh, show. 11.5. Recapping episode 11, we had some great feedback. We had, of course, my mum on the show. Um, that was such a good experience for me. I feel very proud of the conversation that we had with her. I thought it was a great chat about creativity. And the, the thing that's really nice for me is that my uh, my nephew, actually, yeah. she's a niece. What's her she, name? Name's Billy. Oh, with the I-E. Yeah, Billy like you. I think she might be named after you. I think she's named after Billy Holiday. Wow. That's yeah. That's all order right there. Wow, yeah. she's got a lot of feet. Yep. Um she'll have that to listen to, you know, when she's older. So that's a nice uh heirloom. I think it's a very important that you do stuff like that. That was your mom. This is your show. Your mom was really creative. You got a chance to talk to her about it. You got a chance to share all your personal feelings towards one another. You coming up and all that. Um, it's it's very very good to hear stories like that. Yeah, you know. I I had a great time with it. I did have a few excuses from people. Um, I had one of my friends saying, "I would listen to the show, but it's about." I'm not really into cars. And I said, car, you know, cars. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's cars on the on the icon, but it's not really a whole show about cars. In fact, um, cars are a very small amount of it, and it's probably more the type of, of cars. I did actually have some people in the uh, traditional media um really have a go at me for not uh taking time off of the podcast so i actually did a um press conference i don't know if you heard about this billy i think you must have had a job on but i i did a press conference and um just talking about why what you have we dropped the ball and what happened and i can play a bit of that now if you want to hear it man i'd love to hear it I wish to acknowledge my failure to finish editing and recording the Roadie podcast. I accept full responsibility at this time. I would like to apologise to the, everybody here and the listeners of Roadie. Any questions? 
Yeah, I got a question. Where have you been? Why you been so lazy about doing the show? Well, I think I'll sum this up best with the John Lennon quote. Life is what happens when you make other plans. So, so, so will you, will you be doing a second season? Uh, thank you for your question. We are currently in talks for season two. We are not publicly confirming anything yet, but I will say that the outlook looks very positive. What do you hear about the rumors uh, about uh, Billy being the uh, star of the show and uh, you're not up to par? Well, I have heard those rumors going around, but I would like to say that behind the scenes, I do put in a lot of work, a lot of time, and, you know, it takes two to tango. Uh, so I heard that Bill made some... Uh, Flyers, you know, uh, uh, he just made some two dollar flyers, uh, and 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 printed in black and white, which were very low standard. But he is, he does do something. I'm not at liberty to talk about the specifics of the day to day running behind the scenes of the Roadie podcast, but I can tell you that Billy does do his own promotion work. We are happy to share all details with you going ahead. Unfortunately, we're unable to give you any more information at this time. You sound like a politician. Well, you know, Rody, the podcast is a lot of work, and I really respect what our elected officials are doing for us. Yes, you, the uh, fat man up the back. But that doesn't excuse the fact that you haven't been on the last couple of uh, weeks with any uh, uh, backup shows or, or any comments about where you've been and what you've been doing. All I can say is everything will be revealed in the future episodes of the Roadie Podcast. Please continue listening and stay tuned. Thank you, everyone, for coming here today and for your support. I'd also like to thank Billy Higgins for not being here and leaving the responsibility of this press conference in my hands. You know, you deserve everything you get. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you, everyone. See you again. So, Billy, that was, um, you know, I had to go and face the music there. You heard it was pretty tough. I tried not to give out much information about what's been going on with the podcast, but that was just vicious, Billy. Vicious. No, and I'm sorry you had to go through that. Um, I really commend you on that because I, I would have, I couldn't do it. Thank you, Billy. What you did that was really brave of you, um, on the part of the uh, show for someone to step up and take responsibility for uh, our, you know, indiscretions. So. To promote the show and get us on track, I've decided to um, do uh, some flyers that I'm yes. going to hand out to people that I meet Yes. Uh, on a daily basis. It could be in a supermarket or it could be at a, a, a pumped uh, petrol station. Yes. Uh, it could be anywhere. But if I think the people are worthy enough to receive a, a like, you know, like the Willy Wonka gold card. Uh, in order to listen to our podcast, yes. I will be handing it to them. 
in full color a uh, picture of us and how fantastic they can, uh, yeah how they can get to our show and it's going to be a special thing so uh, if you guys are out there, I know we're going to have some future people that are going to call in and give us uh, praise and listen to our show. Actually, I'm going to force them because I'm going to talk to them and say, listen here, mm-hmm. you better listen to us because I'm going to do a follow-up. We'll be the first podcast to use business cards as a way of promoting. I've put something new in my car, Billy. That's really exciting. Really? It's got cup holders, as you know, but nowadays cups are getting crazy and they're making these, you know, cups wider. And uh, it was basically a traffic hazard because if you stop hard, you know, like a a water bottle is going to be, it's like a weapon. So I ordered a 75 to 85 centimeter diameter uh, cup holder, came with some screws, so I had to drill it in. I drilled it into this, uh, you know, where the um, transmission is area. Is it the, not the transmission, the gear? The gearbox, the, yeah. The gearbox. I drilled it in yep. there. I figured what's the worst thing that can happen? I'll just get stuck in there and get crunched. So I've drilled it in there and it's working great. You know, I'm driving along. I've got my big boy drink. And um, I think it adds to the value of the car as well so if somebody ever wants to buy that car they'll probably buy it because of that cup holder that you actually installed the uh, only problem is where i had to put it uh next to the uh, transmission is that called the transmission yeah the transmission yeah. clutch the transmission yeah, yeah where i had to put it um it's sort of facing into the passenger so like maybe next time brian's sitting in there he might be getting too close to it and if it's like a metal drink, it might he might get burned from it. If he's sitting up again, yeah, I'll just tell him to stay to one side. That should be comfortable. Okay, Billy, this is a new segment. Once again, I don't know how long it'll, what sort of life it'll have, but based on you know how I know you and your interactions and just the way that you operate at certain times, I'd say that this has got what we call legs in the business. And the segment is called, What Would Billy Do? Not to be confused with the Seinfeld episode, The Opposite, Season 5, Episode 22. I had a situation a few weeks ago where I've got this hard drive. Uh, Do you know what a time machine is, Billy? Yeah, I've seen it on TV a couple of times. As in the computer time machine or a time travel thing? No, the uh, time travel thing. Oh, I don't know. So on a Mac, you've got this thing called time machine. It backs up all your files. You just plug in another drive. I've had one for about four years and it's still working, but every now and then it goes, there's a problem with the drive. If I format the drive, the thing works fine again. But when the drive is formatted, I've lost everything. And I was like, oh, should I get a new drive? It's still working. It's just kind of buggy or whatever. This has got my work on it. It's pretty important. I thought, okay, well, what would Billy do in this situation? I thought Billy would use this drive for as long as he possibly could. It's grinding away. I'm like, Billy, what's that noise? He's like, oh, that's the time. It's not meant to make that sound. I'm like, no, Billy, there's a problem with the drive. So I thought, what would Billy do? He'd keep the drive forever. So if Billy keeps the drive, 
that means that I need to go and straight out now and get a new drive. And that's what I did. I went out and got a brand new, like, um, four terabyte backup drive. And it's great. Um, it's it's so much faster to back up. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is you use me as a, like, what not to do. Yeah, you're like a bellwether. I'll give you yeah, another example. Right. I'll give the audience another example. For my business, I have these business cards. I don't know. I got a bunch made. It cost me like 100 bucks or whatever, like five years ago. I've still got a bunch left. They look good. They're high quality. That's just what you do. Now, Billy, on the other hand, wanted to make some business cards the other day. Ben, can you design this for me? Okay, I will. Okay, I designed it for him in Photoshop. I'm not a great, you know, I've done the basics of it. And then I thought, you know, what's the size that you need it for? You know, what are the dimensions? And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, the dimensions for the card. And he goes, oh, no, what I do is I just get the, the, the file and I put it into like a program design for graphics called Microsoft Word. And I copy and paste it like 50 times. And then I take it to like Officeworks and print out a page. Then I take it home and I cut it. And I just imagine the people at Officeworks like straight away, they pulling up the file and realize, hang on, this guy's like, he's doing his own like, like we do business cards for like $20, but he's he's opting to pay like 45 cents to get like three pages and he's taking it home and, he, you know, they just imagine you cutting it up with scissors yourself and, you know, like. I do. I do. I, I, what else can I do? It's, it's ghetto. It's like, why would I spend that much on business yeah. cards when I can make them, you know, like for cheap? So basically, um, you know, when I need to sort of make a decision, sometimes it's really helpful to go, what would Billy do? And then oh. do the opposite. That hurts. It does. It's like you're using me as a as a vessel. It's like, you know, I know Bill would do this, so I'm not going to do that because I know that's the wrong thing to do. Okay, well, that sounds fair enough. Jazz, it's very, very, very uh, good music, and it turns out it's it's a good it's it's a good way to talk if you're at a party and somebody asks you you know about jazz music and you want to be uh, up on it and you want to be able to um, talk about it and it's a conversation piece and you can make yourself really look good if you if you can say you you like jazz. I don't think our audience may realize that you come from jazz royalty, Billy. Uh, actually, in that track that we just heard for a few seconds, uh, that was actually your dad, also called Billy Higgins, playing on September in the Rain. Wow. That's good because I didn't think about that. That was very smooth, Ben. Um, yes, he's telling the truth. My dad's a jazz legend. 740 uh, Miles Davis, Monk. And yeah, it was it was a, a really a I guess it was a pleasure growing up, um, knowing 
that my dad uh, was who he was and can't buy that at the corner store. As you know, Billy, I was a drummer. I could never play jazz. And when I first met you, I saw how you picked up the drumsticks and I was like, oh, this guy, he doesn't know how to play. And then a few months later, you get on and you play this amazing jazz groove and I'm like, this guy can play and I can, you know, I learned for like five years, I can never do that jazz feel that I just could I couldn't do like I could do it for maybe five seconds, but I couldn't maintain it. And uh, right, right, yeah, you've got that feel down. It's a natural thing for me to 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 understand how to play jazz. But the ironic thing is, Ben, you can play like you know you can you have a beat a a a, a sort of soulful, funky sort of play. I can't do that, and I've tried with many drummers try to teach me how to play like regular you know uh funk music or and i and i have no idea how to do it and you do but the, the jazz thing comes naturally because it was embedded in me from the age of like five or six years old yeah okay that makes sense because i didn't really grow up with any jazz music that i can remember i mean i did play along to funk a lot when i was growing up particularly one album, that Harry Connick Jr. album that my brother, once again, my brother's influence. And um, I think that's where my love of those big, thick grooves come from. And uh, I can't say I'm the biggest jazz, you know, guy. In fact, as you sort of indicated earlier, I kind of was interested in listening to it, basically. So if someone mentions it at a party, you know, I can say like one or two songs and then I've ticked that off. I'm like, yeah, this guy knows his jazz. All right, I've said, you know, Miles Davis, Bitches Brew or whatever. And, um, you know, I've sort of passed the jazz test. This is my um, friend's cousin, Gillard Hexelman and his Rayleigh jazz guitarist been uh, playing a bit of him lately. Wow. Very chill. Listen to that, the beats per minute are very quick. What sort of beat is that? Is that my dad on that one too? No, this guy's only young. Oh. Yeah. I remember my dad playing. I mean, he would have played with so many different people that played different different uh, instruments. And he, I've seen him in concert. You know, all you have to do is YouTube Billy Higgins and uh, you'll just find like so much uh, uh work that he's done all over the world um yeah definitely jazz legend and i went through a lot of things because i'd go see him play you know and you know uh the people that were there watching him play and the people that he knew it was it was phenomenal so um i just want to be you know when you're at a party and that guy comes up to you in the carlton voice that guy comes up to you and he says hey do you know any jazz songs and i 
I just want to be, oh, yeah, man. I, um, of course, you know, uh, Bitches Brew, Miles Davis, um, uh, Take Five. Do you like Take Five? That's a good one because uh, I saw that on a commercial one day, on a car commercial, and they were uh. playing that song. And, and I didn't realize it, but uh, I think um, my dad was playing drums on that song. And it's really uh, I like this voice. I like your jazz voice. Is that your jazz voice, Billy? That's uh, the, the well. It's a it's an attempt at uh, the Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I, I used to go to a golf course that was in, in sort of like a celebrity area of like Encino, and if you went there, you would run into like celebrities. And they, you would play alongside them or you would play in a group in front of them or behind them. And somehow you would meet, you know, because the golf course gets crowded and you might have to spend time on a tee box before they go off. So uh, I used to play. I, I, I What's a tee box? A tee box is where you where you take tee off, uh, you know, to uh, a hole on a golf course. So if you're on 18 and yeah. the group in front of you is moving slow and and that means you have to walk up onto the tee box and there's other people there uh, waiting yeah. just in front of you. So I've seen that, yeah. It happened to me quite a few times with a lot of celebrities and once uh or twice. I think I played golf with uh Alfonso uh three times and uh basically I made fun of him once. And I was like, "Are you straining to talk like that? Is is that your real voice?" Yeah, and he would say, "Yeah, why wouldn't it be?" When you hung around with this guy, he was just like he was on the show. <laughs> really? Yes, he was, and he did talk that way, but he talked a little more ghettoish because oh. he, he knew he wasn't on TV and he wasn't in. in but he actually uh, has that sort of um, that 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 charisma, like he's got to sound like he's like very intelligent. Did you see? I was actually on Joel's show as a um, reporter. Yeah, this that's the second time or third time you've been on there that, that playing that part of a reporter. And I really got to tell you, once again, you got to be proud of that. You really came across really cool. I really would think that, uh, and I'm nothing. I'm not taking anything from Joe. I think you should be on there, like you know, a lot because you actually add to the show. And I kind of tuned in just to see how well you were going to do and what you were going to do, and you did pretty good. So I was playing with the idea, Billy, of writing letters to people. You know how, like, some people get on your nerves and if you can in the background write these letters, yeah, you can yeah. be like, why are you doing this? You're not, you get it out of your system. Right. And so I wrote this letter. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it was actually from the tax department to this person saying, you know, because you're not living your 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 life, you know, your creative visions and all this, you're going yeah. to have to pay, you know, twelve thousand dollars back to the to the government, and you know, a minimum of all these can all these different conditions, you know, because you haven't adhered to living your life uh, in this way. And I thought it was hilarious, and it was kind of cathartic. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, I'm pretty funny, and this is good. And, you know, I've written this letter, and then. Meanwhile, Joel's like, can you come and do this shoot for me about uh, wombats? So I had to learn all these facts and stuff about wombats. I had my script for that. I get to the shoot and what did I do? I didn't bring my script. I brought the letter (laughs) telling this person off. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, you know, and, and it was just like, what do they call that? Hubris. Like I got, I got, you know. How could you get it wrong? I got it wrong and I shouldn't have been focusing on the negative telling that person off in this fake letter. Oh. Yeah. That, so it backfired. It backfired. And then I, you know, I didn't have my script. So um, let that be a lesson to you hater mentality yeah don't be a, don't be even locally try not to be a hater let's move forward let's only think about good things and 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 being successful okay good billy see you next time good good evening good night good morning good day good day to all to all listeners yeah, yeah. all right and be good to one another yeah, definitely. And be on a diet and exercise. Don't drink coffee. Move to a nice house. Get out of your bad house and move to a nicer house. So you keep up with the Joneses. Keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah.